An Australian academic says Canberra has missed an opportunity to address its flatline aid budget in launching its new international development policy. The document released last month is the country's first long-term development policy in almost 10 years, according to Foreign Minister Penny Wong. The government describes the policy as centred on listening, respect and genuine partnership. But Cameron Hill, a senior research officer at the Australian National University's Development Policy Centre, says it promises a lot with no real increase in aid spending. Kurui Hawkins spoke with Dr Hill about the direction Canberra is taking with the policy and what it means for the Pacific. Thanks, Kurui, and nice to join you. Look, I think on the positive front, this is, you know, the first long-term aid uh, and development policy that an Australian government has produced since 2014. So I think, you know, it's good um, to have, you know, a government that's um, interested in talking about aid and development. Again, we had... Um, you know, big aid cuts from 2013 onwards and, you know, I guess a temporary aid strategy during COVID. So I guess it's good to see an Australian government now that is interested in talking about aid and development as part of its broader statecraft focused on the Indo-Pacific. So I think, you know, I think that it's a good thing uh, in that sense. I guess the big challenges are, you know, it's trying to do a lot, this aid policy, (laughs) You know, it's trying to um, show the region that we are a partner of choice, but it's also, I think, there's obviously a clear undercurrent about competition with China in the region. It says uh, the aid policy wants to do more on climate change and it wants to have stronger partnerships with local actors, um, wants to do more on gender and gender equality, as well as on uh, disability and First Nations approaches to development. So it's trying to do a lot of things, this aid policy, um, and and it packs a lot in. Um, And I guess it's doing so in the context of a flat aid budget. Uh, And I think that's a really big challenge. The government has said it will keep the aid budget flat in real terms until 2036, 37. So, you know, when you're saying you're trying to do more, but you're keeping the aid budget flat, I think that is a real challenge. How have we seen things change as a result of the geopolitics in terms of the focus of aid, in terms of the messaging, some of the terminology that's being used? I think, um, again, on the positive side, I think Australia has realised in the face of this competition that it can't take its region for granted. So obviously that has meant Australia has said it wants to do more on things like climate change, which is, a, a you know, the biggest priority for the Pacific. So I think, you know, geopolitical competition has spurred Australia to realise that it needs to do more and, um, you know, it, it does need to try and be a partner of choice. Um, you've also seen Australia, I guess, move into other areas like infrastructure um, and the establishment of the Australian Infrastructure Financing Facility for the Pacific. I guess, you um, you know, that has been very slow to start. And I guess, you know, it has been focused on very big ticket infrastructure projects. Uh, and it's not clear to me that we have a comparative advantage. So I'd see that probably as, I guess, not as much of a positive development as the focus on things like climate change. So, yeah, I think I think the geopolitics has also meant um, that we are probably downplaying aid effectiveness and development effectiveness and I think this government is trying to um, rebuild 
some of that capability on development effectiveness and aid effectiveness, but I think that's yet to be seen because I think the geopolitical imperatives do do work against that. Taking into consideration all of the 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 things that we've just talked about, are there any missed opportunities here in in this international aid policy? Whether in terms of where the money's going, or in terms of mm. the framing. Well, look, I think you know, I think it was a missed opportunity to acknowledge that. We can't do more if the aid budget stays flat in real terms for the next 14 years. And I think, you know, there is a real mismatch, I think, between some of what the, pol- the policy says it wants to do and the trajectory of the aid budget. You know, so I think that kind of conversation about the aid budget and um, is, is still to happen and will have to happen in the next few years. Um there was a discussion in um, the aid policy about Pacific debt. And I think, uh, you know, I think the kind of competitiveness and the affordability of Australia's infrastructure loans is something that wasn't really addressed. Um, but I think they will come under scrutiny because, you know, as as the policy and some of the work around the policy says, you know, Pacific debt, uh, you know, is a, is a real issue. And I think Australia will need to, um, you know, to to look at uh, its its loan programs into the Pacific in light of that. Yeah, and just finally, I guess, you know, I think one of the issues that you know Australia will will need to, I guess, address is, you know, what does being a partner of choice really mean in the Pacific? Um, you know, I think this government has rightly emphasised listening to the Pacific, but you know, I think we're yet to see that really reflected in our development programs. Um, And I guess the question is, who are we listening to? (laughs) And uh, are we really hearing them? So I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of questions which remain unaddressed, which I think will have to be reckoned with in the coming few years.